This morning we were getting ready to uh, prepare for the service, and uh, as we were getting ready, Caleb told me, you know, the, the computer back here doesn't work. I got this strange message on it. And so he's like, you have any idea? And I have, well, other than jumping on it, or I got no idea. You know, take it out, shoot it, go do whatever we need to do. And so finally the thought came to me, well, shut it off and reboot it. How many of you ever heard of rebooting? How many of you ever needed a reboot in your life? You ever needed to just back, you know what? I'm going to shut things off for a little bit. I'm going to ask you some questions this morning, or a question. And Have any of you this year, like me, spent time complaining about 2020? Don't, you don't, don't raise your hands. Maybe you've complained about the weather, or you've complained about COVID. Anybody ever heard of COVID-19? Sure, maybe we've complained about that. Maybe we've complained about the elections or complained about our illustrious governor. And as I read that this morning, I realized that that's exactly what I was doing, was complaining again in my message about not complaining. I complained about our illustrious governor. Yeah, I'm in the wrong spot. It seems like we've got plenty to complain about. But this week, what I want to talk about is thanksgiving or giving thanks you know, if you just listen to your mouth, Scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if you listen to yourself and you find yourself complaining about the governor and complaining about the president, complaining about the elections, complaining about the weather, complaining about, complaining about the job and your husband and your wife and the chairs, or the music's too loud or the music's not loud enough or it's too hot or it's too cold, maybe you'll get a picture of what's going on in your own heart and kind of realize, you know what, I maybe need a little bit of a reboot. I maybe need to stop and unplug. This week I want to talk about giving thanks. It's so critical. Although there is no official holiday in Scripture about giving thanks, Scripture and that principle of thanksgiving is all through scripture. I want to show one more video this morning from the skit guys about thanksgiving. Go ahead and show that, Hallie. Well, um, it has been an unprecedented year. Crazy. With all the... the this stuff? Yeah. It's unprecedented how many times we've actually heard the word unprecedented. <laughs> Our dream vacation was canceled. You got to keep the job you don't like. Uh-huh. You know they can see you? Well, let me tell you all the no's, friends. Um, no going to restaurants, no movie theaters, no movie theater popcorn, no state parks, no going to athletic events, no church services, and no... Don't say it. Don't. Hey, kids! You've got to be more careful with the toilet paper! This is all we have. All the drive-by birthday parties, graduations, <laughs> baby showers. I will say this, I felt a little awkward throwing out that baby shower gift in the front yard. You weren't supposed to do that. It just feels like a wasted year. I said it, I said it. 
Yeah, there's just all the time at home. And all the time that we were made to spend together. Hey, honey. Honey. All the heart-to-hearts. Mm. Goodness. Speaking of hearts, our son, Jason, right over there, said yes to Jesus. Right at that kitchen table. July 17th, 2020. You know, I guess it's not really wasted time because God didn't waste a moment of it. <laughs> I think I have the answer to what I'm thankful for. Yeah? Yeah. What is it? Everything. Everything. Paul says, give thanks in all things, and we find ourselves oftentimes not filled with thanksgiving. I wish I could say that Man, I'm just, I'm so filled with gratitude. I'm so filled with thanksgiving that it, it just, it splashes out all over. But the truth of the matter is it doesn't splash all over. It leaks. It leaks. And, and, and then life goes on and I find myself not so thankful and I find myself wishing that the ice maker in the refrigerator worked. And I find myself upset about the fact that the light bulb then went out in the refrigerator. And then you find yourself not filled with thanksgiving, Right? Does it leak in anybody else's life or is it just mine? It leaks. It drips out because life comes at us, sometimes like a train. I was told last week after a meeting, you didn't seem quite yourself last week. You didn't seem, you were a little, seemed a little owly. And I thought, you should have been in the other meetings the rest of the day when I'm dealing with people who have struggles, life or death struggles, people who don't know if they can hold their family together, people who are dealing with hardships that are a whole lot more difficult than the refrigerator. In Luke chapter 17, verse 11, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and they called out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. We read that way too fast. We read that way too fast. These men, their clothes would have been just about falling off of them. It was their responsibility when they saw somebody to holler out, unclean, unclean, stay away, unclean. And we might think that that's really cute. We've seen that in a movie someplace. But these guys would have had sores all over their body. They stayed in communities with each other because they were the ones who were so unclean. They couldn't be around anybody for fear of infecting them. You think COVID's an issue? You think masking is an issue? These guys not only couldn't get within six feet, they had to holler out and let everybody know that they were unclean. And yet they were looking for Jesus. And they said, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now you got to, again, recognize, they're not talking about salvation. They're talking about, will you save our lives? Will you have Mercy on us. 
And when he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And they went as they went, as they went. When they left, I don't see it in the text here. I don't believe that Jesus walked up and said, you're going to be healed. And all their sores went away and new clothes appeared and all this. He said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And by faith, that's what they did. And as they did, they were cleansed. They were cleaned. They were healed. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. Did you get it? As he went, he was cleansed. They didn't know. They were headed towards the priest by faith. And as they went, they were healed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give me praise except for this foreigner? Then he said, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. You know, this morning we started out with a song, shout for joy. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. And so I'm listening. I stopped singing. And I'm listening and I'm thinking, I'm not so sure I hear our congregation shouting for joy. When was the last time you just shouted for joy. What do you mean, like unspeakable joy? Yeah, like unspeakable. Oh, like unspeakable joy? We shout. Like unspeakable joy? That's, that's it. Yeah. Today. <laughs> we, we watch a football game and we see an amazing play. We go, yes! And how many times do we see somebody that, we, that, we, that comes from our past and we look and, and our hearts are broken and we recognize that could have been me and you drive away and you go, yes, but for the grace of God. When is the last time we're just so filled with joy that it, it just overflows and that there's gratitude just flowing out, folks. There's healing in gratitude. There's healing. There's sickness when we're not grateful. Sometimes we need a reboot. Sometimes we need to take a look at our life and just step back and start going, okay, maybe the refrigerator is broke. Maybe I had a flat tire on the car. Maybe I put the car in the ditch. Maybe the side, but you know what? Look at all the amazing things that God has done in my life. We need to get a hold of that. Maybe the family has a struggle that's going on right now, but Jesus Christ came and he saved us and he cleansed us. He cleansed, I've got... Boy, I could sing. It reminds me of a song. I'll stop because that would just make you laugh, but it wouldn't make you joyful. There's, I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure, I'm positive that these other lepers were grateful, but they didn't come back. They didn't come back to Jesus. Listen to what Romans, what Paul says in the book of Romans. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. We know that there are wicked people in the world. We know that there's wicked, there are wicked people that suppress the goodness of God. He goes on and he says, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen by understanding, by uh, be, being understood from what has been made 
so that people are without excuse. Listen to this. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools because they didn't acknowledge God and they didn't give him thanks. They didn't acknowledge. God says the things that are around us reveal the very power, the very nature, reveal the creation of God. I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you the joy that comes in my life from my grandkids running up and giving me a hug. Jim Hokinson said to me one day after he saw my grandkids come up and give me a hug, he's like, you know what that is? He said, that's like the worship that we give to the Father. He said, they worship you. I'm like, oh, that's kind of scary. I better not screw up. But the joy that that brings to my heart, when we go before the Father with a heart of gratitude, they come up and they're like, Grandpa! We get to run back to the Father and go, Abba, Abba, Father, thank you so much, God, for who you are. Thank you for the peace. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the somebody. Thank you for something. Thank you for something. Nobody. Thank you for something. I've been preaching for 10 minutes. Thank you for something. Somebody. Everything. Life. What else? Some, something so quick, so much that I can't even hear it. Thank him for something. Everybody thank him for something. Snow. Cars. Jesus. Peace. Lights. Electricity. The preacher. Maybe not. Thank him. Sorry, Troy. Trent. Didn't mean to. Wow. Boy, that's tough. I'm a tough crowd. Look, we're talking about Thanksgiving this week. We're going to sit around the table one day with our family on Thursday. Maybe you're going to, you know, maybe it's just going to be a limited number of people. Maybe you're going to go and have a big get-together, whatever. You can do whatever you're going to do. But typically, in our grand American culture, we'll sit around the table with 15, 20, 30 people we absolutely love gorging ourselves on a fantastic meal and life is grand. And Friday morning the alarm clock goes off at 2 o'clock and people are standing out at the doors at Walmart kicking and clawing at each other looking for the best deal. And all that thanksgiving and all that gratitude and all that goodness in our heart just goes away. Honest to goodness. I was at Walmart one time. It turned out to be on a, well, it was on a good Friday no, it was on a Black Friday. It's just the opposite of Good Friday. It was on a Black Friday. Some guy's selling TVs in the aisleway at Walmart. See, all the TVs were on sale at 118% off. And so he goes and he gathers up about six of them. He's got all the TVs that he can handle. And he's standing in the aisleway selling the TVs for 50 bucks a piece. And you still had to go up to the counter and pay for them. But since you were saving $200, he made his little cut and you still got to save 150 bucks. What a heart of gratitude, right? What a heart of goodness, right? Folks, we have been so richly, richly blessed. And, and that attitude, that heart of gratitude will determine everything for us. It'll determine everything for us. 
Will you begin to look at the very little things that God has done in your life? It sets a course. We can look at all the bad. We can look at all the negative. We can look at all the, you know, we can look at the little kids moving around church and go, boy, I can't believe those kids won't sit still. We got kids in church. Hallelujah. They get to hear the gospel. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good thing? You know what? If a preacher can't preach past a couple little kids, he ain't worth much. And if parents can't get something out of it, well, guess what? Get your attention figured out. Buy the tape. We, we, we've got kids. They're moving around. That's a good thing. Would I love to have a, a big Sunday school going? Sure, but we can't right now. So you know what? Let them talk. Let them chat. Let them, who cares? You got kids that are moving around. This is a great thing. Charles Dickens once said, in America, we've got things screwed up. He told an audience one time, instead of having one day of Thanksgiving each year, we should have 364 days of Thanksgiving and take that one extra day and use that for complaining. So maybe Thursday you should get together and have everybody complain, and then the rest of the year you can't do it. Check your heart, check your mouth. What's coming out of your mouth? And if you find yourself doing nothing but griping and complaining, find a way to get alone with God and reset. Reset. Figure out what you need to do every day to say thank you, God. Start your morning before you get out of bed and say, God, I want to I have a grateful attitude today. Thank you that you gave me breath to breathe. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you that I can still stand up. You know there are people in wheelchairs that can't stand up. How many of you in here today can stand up? Is that a good thing? Is that something to be great? How many of you in this room dressed yourself today? I'm not saying your spouse didn't coach you a little bit. But we dressed ourselves. Isn't that a good thing? Should we not be grateful for that? How many of you had to walk, walk to church this morning? Boy, look at that. Not too many had to walk. Is that something we should be grateful for? Look, folks, I'm telling you, I think things can change. Paul says in uh, Philippians, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I, I heard I, on the radio this morning, I believe it was... I believe it was Rockefeller. I could be wrong, but I think it was Rockefeller. The estimated value of that family's wealth that came from John D. Rockefeller is somewhere over $400 billion right now. And it was, I believe it was Rockefeller. In the height of his uh, business acumen, a reporter came to him. He was worth literally billions by himself at that time and said, Mr. Rockefeller, I want to know, you've got all this money. How much money is enough money? And he famously said, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Where's the joy in that? Where's the joy? What are we going to do with that? What are we going to do with that? Are we going to go out and work and strive for more and more and more and more? Or are we going to find ourselves content, which is what God has given us? Paul tells Timothy, godliness with contentment is great gain. 
we brought nothing into this world. What are you going to take out with you? Nothing. We brought nothing into this world and we could take nothing out. But if we have food and if we have clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. All week, the scripture that's been running through my mind all week is, is what good is it if a man gains everything but loses his own soul? What's the gain? Paul says it here, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's been a large study done. Researchers have finally found out who is responsible for all the, the greed and all the, the envy and all the struggles that we have in our life. And it turns out that they, they found the source of all of that and the source of it is the Joneses down the street. They're the source of all of our problems. Isn't that right? The Joneses have more. The Joneses have something that I'm looking for. I don't have it. I can't afford that. It's the Joneses problem, right? Or maybe it's that hole that we've got ourselves and we're trying to fill with all kinds of stuff other than Jesus. I'm going to close with this. Psalms 103. As I was preparing for this, it kind of brought Psalms 103 back to my mind. I praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost beings praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits. You need a reset? Remember God's benefits. Who forgives all of your sins, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, and he crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. Understand here, David is talking to himself. He's telling his soul, he's speaking to himself. And he's like, praise the Lord, my soul. He's telling himself, praise the Lord. I don't care where you're at, praise the Lord. The Lord is my compassionate and great is the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far. He has removed our transgressions, our sins from us. As far as the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. I could say they, but really, we flourish like the flowers of the field. The wind blows, it's over and it's gone, and its place is remembered no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. 
and his righteousness with their children and their children's children, with those who kept his covenant and remembered to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all you heavenly hosts, you servants of his who do his will. Praise the Lord, all of his works and his dominion everywhere. Praise the Lord, O my soul. David says, you need a reboot? Remember his goodness. You need a reboot? Rise up. David told his soul, rise up, O my soul. We need a reboot? You got struggles in your life? Get alone, folks. Get alone, get alone with God and begin to review the things that he has done in your life and you'll have real thanksgiving every day. Our challenge, my challenge to you this morning as we go through this day, all those struggles, all the difficulties, and there are plenty, put them in the right place at the foot of the cross and reboot your heart to praise the one who gives you breath this morning who can change your life, who's worked, to, who's, who's worked to change your life, to transform your life. None of us would be here if it wasn't for the very grace of God. How many of you deserve God's grace? None of us deserve His grace. If you're like me, you're amazed at how you made it past 18, let alone that God would ever use you. I kind of feel like that video we saw. You know, the guy's struggling with alcohol and all kinds of other things and yet God makes a preacher out of him. How in the world does that happen? It's his grace. It's his grace. Work at getting a reboot this week, folks. Take time to get alone and let God bring those things to memory and begin to thank him and praise him for those. Amen? Let's close in prayer. God, I just thank you so much for each person who's here and Lord, it's our desire to become people that are so filled with thanksgiving that it flows out of us instead of having it leak away because something came and cracked our jar because something came and upset our apple cart. God, let's get it in right perspective. Help us to reboot when we need to. If we need to step away for a while, we need to take that time. We need to do whatever we need to do. David reminded his soul He spoke to himself, rise up, O my soul. God, there's so many things that we have to be grateful for. This morning we want to give you thanks. Ask you to fill us with that that thanks and, and give us a heart of thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Resist, listen to what's coming out of your mouth and resist the temptation to just keep going negative. Amen, have a great day. Bless you.